0: I want to talk um, about the teachings of the seven factors of awakening tonight. When we have an idea of them energetically, we start to feel them as these powerful physical and mental forces in the body it's interesting to reflect back on our lives and uh, and um, think of ways that w- we learned either skillfully, you know, healthy healthy ways or unhealthy ways to to soothe ourselves in in, in times of anxiety and fear and uncertainty. So an earlier, an early story for me, because I grew up um, right, grew up right in the ocean, and was in the sea from a very early age, and diving, and uh, exploring the reefs and edge of the reefs and the depths, and then surfing out in deeper waters. There were smaller f- fish over the shallow reef. And bigger fish as the reef sloped off and then really bigger fish where where it gave way to the uh, the banks you know like which are like cliffs like mountain cliffs that go quite deep not so far from Hawaii is the some of the deepest ocean in the world like seven miles so I mean there were the the easiest tactic in the beginning was just numbers, you know, having friends with you. And in the early days, we had really big surfboards. They're like forty pounds and eleven feet, and it was still a pioneering period. The school I went to. There were a half dozen these young kids from California, or teachers, or teachers, and they were the first group of big wave surfers in the famed North Shore places like Waimea Bay and Sunset Beach and Bonsai Pipeline, uh, and. When they didn't show up for school, every surfer in the school knew exactly what was going on. They didn't have surf reports in those days. That was the surf report. <laughs> and so just something about doing it in numbers, you know. And, and there were very few competitions. One in Waikiki and one in Makaha. So it was a it was a it was a pure time. really pure. And of course, uh, inevitably there were sharks and. Um, which are the most feared being in the water. When there were numbers of us, we usually stay there and just watch it until it swam away. When there were smaller numbers of us, we kind of watch each other, because then when one of us started to paddle away and limit our numbers, you know, and that's what would often happen, you know. Where'd Mark go, you know? (laughs) Now there's only three of us, and all of a sudden John is gone. and uh, It's pretty intense when you're swimming among the corals at 12 years old, and you come up against your first shark. Uh, I didn't see my friend Lyle till I was already in the boat and racing for shore. <laughs> he was unhappy about that. I I was 12. <laughs> Later, we started to feel uh, this, this more innate connection to the water. We noticed m- most sharks, you know, very few shark attacks in Hawaii compared with other places. Uh, we just swim by, we were curious. Uh, but we often got to swim near the, the whales, the Hawaiian humpbacks, would so sing so beautifully and have that really haunting sound, like like wolves and like the gibbons in Southeast Asia, uh, and they were pretty pretty cool to be around and, and bonded us together. We loved them before I knew the word metta, you know, or before little t- teenage kids like that, you know. We would sit around and say oh, we really love these humpback whales, I and mean, let's commune with their cessation consciousness. And, you know, we weren't so, so developed that way, but they were cool, and we, we felt that, and we put that out. We weren't, some of us weren't afraid to swim out, drop our boards, and go underwater and uh, be really close to their singing. Parita is protection in Pali, and the Buddha taught a whole list of paritas to do for ourselves, for groups, for dying people, for those already dead, to protect them, and and there's many, many chants of various kinds of parita, and one of the most practiced parita that a lot of people don't even know is a you know, that it was a parita to begin with, is the uh, metta. And it came about because a group of a lot of monks went to a rains to practice for the three months rainy season. Uh, just, you see, words uh, or numbers like 500 this and 500 that, it just means a lot, you know. So a lot of monks went off to practice and they went to a really gorgeous area with a deep gorge and greenery and ponds and waterfalls, beautiful trees and and the the early flowers from the very beginning of the rainy season. And there are davas there, tree sprites, davas, rock davas, rock sprites, and, and beings on other planes. Um, and they thought, oh. Cool. These monks are coming for the weekend. You know, we can handle that. They'll be okay. But they didn't know that they were coming for three months, and so they started setting up camp and putting their stuff where they put their stuff and making latrines where they, you know, in some of the areas that Davis didn't appreciate, <laughs> and, uh, and and doing their thing, living there. And at first, it was the Davis were. They weren't too cool about it. They were reactive and detached. And and they're very good at scaring people. They can make all kinds of eerie ghost-like sounds and smells and visual distortions. And they really scared the many monks. So they ran back to the bamboo grove 20 kilometers away where the Buddha was. The Buddha immediately understood what was happening. He taught them the metta-sutta. He said, you you chant this with your heart and not with fear and not with any intention to um, change or challenge them. Feel the meaning of it and make your voice the metta. So they did that. And they were were well received, uh, and then there was just a lot more sensitivity all the way around, and everyone got along together, seen and unseen. So you know, ever since then, that's become one of the. I think Michelle, earlier, maybe it's the last retreat, taught the four protections and metta, is one of them. And many people don't know that the seven factors of awakening, or a parita. Once Mahakasapa, a great enlightened disciple of the Buddha, was sick, and the Buddha went to see him and said, how are you feeling, Mahakasapa? How are you bearing up? Are you disturbed? Has your pain increased or decreased? Uh, what is what, what's the bearing of your nature? And Mahakasapa said, uh... He said to the Buddha, Sugata, I'm still really sick. I'm not bearing up very well. The pain is increasing. I'm really uncomfortable. And uh, I don't feel good. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm happy. <laughs> so the Buddha immediately gave the sutta of the um, uh sambo 7 factors of enlightenment. Sata sambo janga, and spoke about each one and how each one of them uh, enriches the body and mind and alarms.